Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Happy Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving is this Thursday, and whether you're planning to get together with family or not, I hope that you and your family have a wonderful day. Because as my dad used to say, as long as you're breathing, there's always, always something to be thankful for. Now, I'm going to start with a topic that is a bit controversial and one that doesn't deal with technology in a direct way, but it's a culture topic and one that your kids either know about or will see talked about online. It's also a topic that has launched the new dress TikTok challenge, where boys are encouraged to dress up in a skirt or a dress. What started it? Harry Styles. For those who don't know, he's a former One Direction member, and he's been in a few movies. He made history last week as the first ever male to be featured on the upcoming December cover of Vogue magazine. Now, the cover immediately sparked passionate conversations and Twitter storms around masculinity and gendered dressing because Harry wore a Gucci periwinkle blue gown paired with a black tuxedo jacket. Now, I tried to search and find out how much this dress was because it kind of looks like something from the South, you know, like the old Gone with the Wind, but no luck. I can't find out how much the dress was, but I'm sure it's really expensive. Vogue says that his image and the rest of the photo shoot in the magazine is representative of a growing exploration of gender fluidity and non-binary dressing taking place popular among very millennial and Generation Z shoppers. Now that would be your kids that Vogue is targeted towards. Now like I said earlier, there has been some heated debate and fierce conversations about this online including on Snapchat, Instagram, where Harry has over 32 million followers, and TikTok. If your kids are online, they most likely have read this or heard about this, especially if they're into fashion. Now here's why this cover shoot is what I call a bait and trap. You see, the argument that men have been wearing kilts, togas, robes, and other suspiciously skirt-like attire since the beginning of time doesn't really fit the narrative for the Vogue photo shoot, especially since Harry says himself that he likes wearing women's clothes, including the Gucci gown, for the photo shoot to purposely subvert the expectations of his gender. Did you get that? Purposely. He purposely does this. Harry Styles and the Vogue editorial board meant to cause a stir with this cover shoot, and believe me, they did. Vlogger Logan Paul, which is another famous YouTube star that your kids probably know about, he's defended Harry's decision to go all frilly on the cover of the world's most famous fashion magazine. Meanwhile, podcaster Ben Shapiro slammed the look as an erosion of masculinity. Actress Olivia Wilde applauded the photograph. Conservative commenter Candace Owens tweeted, Bring back manly men. 
and famous people on both sides of the issue went on and on and on, which has been great for Vogue as far as driving viewers to their website, social media sites, and selling pre-orders of December's magazine. They are estimating that the December Vogue magazine will be the largest amount of purchased magazines, physical magazines, in the history of Vogue. Hard to imagine. I'm giving you the information that is circulating in your kid's world so that you can have conversations with them about things that matter to them that you may not know about. Now, this may be a great opportunity to ask your kids what they think it means to be a man and whether they see that reflected in culture and on social media. And please keep in mind that one of the most toxic and biggest cultural issues at work here is the news cycle of outrage, along with the outrage at the outrage for those who may disagree. This is exactly what publicity stunts like this manufacture on purpose. Helping your kids learn to see through this will help them navigate through this crazy digital world. And believe me, if you're not having these conversations with your kids, someone else is, I promise you. Whether it's in the gaming chat while they're playing Roblox, Minecraft, or Fortnite, or while surfing Instagram and TikTok. All right, what would the week be if we didn't have some TikTok type of news? Well, this week I've got some good news and some bad news. Which should we start with? Well, I'm the just rip the band-aid off kind of girl, so we'll start with the not so good and end up with the positive, the good, which is how I feel after I've ripped the band-aid off. Here we go. There is a 2011 movie that has gone viral on TikTok. The name is Megan is Missing. Warning, do not Google this with your kids around or on a computer your kids have access to. The director, Michael Goy, has also worked on Scream Queens, American Horror Story, Glee, and Salem. Now, if you take Glee out of that list, you can see where this is going, right? So here's the warning about Megan is Missing that he gave on his own TikTok account. He said, and I quote, I didn't get to give you the customary warnings that I used to give people before they watched Megan is Missing, which are, do not watch the movie in the middle of the night. Do not watch the movie alone, he listed. And if you see the words photo number one pop up on your screen, you have about four seconds to shut off the movie if you're already kind of freaking out before you start seeing things that maybe you don't want to see. So apologies to those who are already posting about how the movie freaked them out but fair warning to those of you who are still contemplating watching the film. Whoa, that's from the director of the movie. Um, that should raise some serious questions, right? So in just a day, Michael Goy's post garnered 4.6 million views and 1.4 million likes on his TikTok account. Megan is Missing is a psychological horror film about a teenager who disappears after meeting a boy online. An investigation into her disappearance is launched by her best friend. It sounds okay, right? Well, just a side note, while I normally research everything I bring to you, I must tell you I haven't watched this movie. I personally do not like scary or horror movies. I just don't. And the reason is because when I was really young, my mom 
drug me and my sister to the drive-in movies to see a Stephen King movie. Now, I know I just dated myself, and it's okay because I'm not ashamed. I'm in my 40s. But I will tell you, the first time I saw a horror movie, that was the end for me. I don't enjoy nightmares. I don't enjoy sweating and my heart pounding out of my chest and not being able to sleep. That's just not for me. And then when I add in, I also have four kids, two of which are girls. Well, let's just say I was frightened enough just from reading the synopsis and said, uh, no, I'm gonna pass on this one and I'll just take the critic's word on this one. The critics have called the movie distressing, extreme, and chilling. It was considered so disturbing when it came out in 2011 that it was banned in New Zealand for being, and I quote, injurious to the public good. Now, while the director says the movie itself is not a true story, it is, however, based on true child abduction stories, including that of Miranda Gaddis and Ashley Pond from 2002. Both of these are horrific murders. And again, please do not Google these names around your kids. Now, TikTok users took to the app to share their reaction to the film, which some described as traumatizing. Here are their words. Please watch this film at your own risk. It is something I will never watch again. I am forever traumatized. A 14-year-old user wrote, This is hands down the most traumatizing film I've ever seen, and I am not okay. Please be made aware before watching, an 18-year-old user wrote. Even the most die-hard horror fans can't watch Megan is Missing without coming away emotionally scarred. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I'm scared to go out now. I don't think I'll ever watch another horror movie, and I'm literally never leaving my house again. Another young user wrote. A popular TikTok trend is to promote movies for kids to watch and then film their reaction to the movie. This has been a trend for probably, oh, I guess since about March, really when the COVID lockdowns really kicked in and it's making a resurgence. Please make sure you know what your kids are watching. And remember that just like us, kids can't unsee things of this nature and they will have a lasting effect. Now let's move on to the good news, shall we? Now, TikTok is once again expanding its parental controls. I think they realized that while family pairing was a start, it really didn't help minimize the content the kids could search for. Now, here comes family pairing 2.0. Actually, it's still just called family pairing, but it will now include the ability to turn off your tween or teen's ability to access the search bar in the app. This is where they search for content, users, hashtags, and sounds. I personally think this is an awesome feature. However, you should know that most kids and those already on TikTok are considering this to be a form of punishment since it impacts the ability to discover new creators and trends or build a virtual following. So I'm gonna just translate that real quick for you. Your kids might be mad because this option takes away their ability to go viral and to become a possible TikTok celebrity along with searching for things that they may not want you to know that they're looking for. Just a heads up. I've said this many times. I'm not a huge fan of TikTok and their future in the US still remains uncertain. However, no other social media platform, including Zuckerberg owned Facebook and Instagram has yet to offer these types of settings to parents. So kudos to TikTok. 
And last up, I want to give you a quick update on some new features that Twitter released last week. While your younger kids most likely aren't on Twitter, your older teens and college-age kids could be just to follow their favorite celebrities. Now, the two new features Twitter announced this week are Fleets and Audio Spaces. Now, just to keep it real, both features are basically just rip-offs of stuff other apps already do. Yep, I said that. Fleets are short videos that users can post for a period of 24 hours before they disappear. If that sounds exactly like Instagram Stories feature or Snapchat's disappearing feature, well, that's because it is. And spaces, well, spaces are going to be audio style chat messages where users can send direct messages to each other away from the more public Twitter sphere. Now this feature was stolen, oh, I'm sorry, I mean borrowed, from a similar invite-only app called Clubhouse. Both features are meant to breed more direct, semi-private interactions between Twitter users. I think that Twitter is trying to rebrand itself or make a course correction from the cancel culture mobs that Twitter's become notorious for. And for the record, I don't see it working. If you have high school or even college age kids, please remind them that even Twitter posts stay online somewhere forever, even after they delete them. There is really no such thing as delete when it comes to social media, gaming forums, and other social networks online. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Here we are, another week and more TikTok news that parents should know about. Now this first piece of news isn't about a challenge, but about a new filter that TikTok itself created and launched. I'm gonna start off saying that this filter has been removed by TikTok at this time, but that's not stopping kids from taking photos and videos and distorting them to achieve the same effect. What is it? It's called the chubby face filter. What could possibly be wrong with a filter named Chubby Face, right? In case you think your ears heard you wrong, I did really say Chubby Face Filter, and that's what TikTok named it. Now this filter fills out the user's cheeks mostly, and most users were using it to see what they'd look like if they were to gain a bunch of weight or were fat, as they said in their videos. This has parents in an uproar and many calling it fat phobic. Many users were turning the filter on and then turning it back off and saying how relieved they were that they didn't actually look like that. Young girls who have more of a natural round face features, you know, like the nice little round cheeks, have been offended and I don't blame them. I've seen videos of young girls crying, asking others why they hate their face especially since they didn't have anything to do with it. They were born that way. As I said earlier, TikTok has removed this filter, but their response is repulsive and offensive, especially to me as a woman and a mom. TikTok said, and I quote, this filter was intended for specific markets such as East, West, and South Africa. 
Healthy, filled out cheeks are perceived differently in different cultures and markets. It was accidentally made available in other markets. Wow, I'm not buying that. I can't imagine a young girl in any culture being okay with this filter. I mean, it's not like they're isolated and they're not connected to a worldwide web where they can see other kids using this filter and bullying. Just, I just don't even know where else to go with that. But if you see your kids taking pictures and distorting them to try to make their face look, well, for a lack of better words, fat, you know that they're trying to do this trend. This next adventure in the land of TikTok is especially disturbing. Most parents who have tweens or teens have heard about the live streaming on Facebook of violent crimes and suicide. In fact, it's one of the driving factors of why parents don't really want their kids to use Facebook. Well, guess what? TikTok is allowing users to take those Facebook live videos and embed them in TikTok videos. Now, when I say TikTok is not just a bunch of kids doing dance moves, I wasn't kidding. Maybe it started out like that, but those days are long gone. The latest TikTok video craze has a 33-year-old army veteran who lost his job and his girlfriend and then committed suicide on a Facebook live stream. He shot himself in the head. TikTok users are inserting clips from this video into what looks like harmless TikTok videos to trick people into watching the full video because TikTok is able to ban the videos where it starts off with this young man who took his life. I've got to ask you as a parent, do you want your kids watching someone kill themselves? This is what TikTok is dishing up for your kids as entertainment. And guess what? You and your kids have absolutely no control over the TikTok main feed, which is the For You page, if you're not familiar with it. This page isn't curated by what accounts your kids follow, like the Facebook feed is. Although, I will admit, there are ads in your Facebook feed. Those are based on what you've looked at and your interests. Well, TikTok doesn't work that way. That is not what TikTok does. The For You page is controlled by an algorithm. And unfortunately, no one knows for sure how that's determined because only TikTok knows that and they keep that as a highly guarded secret. They consider that one of their trade secrets of what makes TikTok TikTok. From what I've seen and the research I've done, this algorithm is controlled by the most popular or trending videos across the platform. And this is why it's hard to avoid these types of videos, no matter who you are, if you're on TikTok. While TikTok has pulled obvious videos that show this horrific, sad video, it's having a very difficult time finding the ones that have the suicide video embedded in what starts out as a harmless normal video. Because you see, even their all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful AI, that's artificial intelligence, isn't able to catch those. Nope, it's not. TikTok is relying on other users or the community, as they call your kids, to report these videos and then they remove them. Wow, just wow. Your kid has to see the video, then report it. How sad is that? 
TikTok is not a safe or kid-friendly platform, period. Maybe it was, but it's not anymore. Your middle school kids should really not be on it just due to the content they'll be exposed to and you have no control over that content. If you have high school age kids and you're going to let them have TikTok, you absolutely should also have a TikTok account so you can see what they see as well as what they're posting. All right, let's switch gears. I've been getting a lot of questions about what kind of headphones should kids have, especially from parents whose kids are doing virtual school while they're at home trying to work. Does this sound familiar? So some of the questions are, what features are important? What features are just fluff? Are those $200 Beats for Kids headphones really worth it or necessary? What features should I look for? And my absolute favorite question, should my eight-year-old have a pair of Apple AirPods? Whew. Well, I'm going to start off answering that last question. Should my eight-year-old have a pair of Apple AirPods? Um, no, they should not. Now, before I have all the Apple geeks listening go into a meltdown, let me say, one, I'm an Apple geek too. I've got an Apple MacBook, an Apple Watch, and an iPhone, as well as a pair of AirPods that I absolutely despise. I tried giving them to my kids who also like Apple products and they dislike them too. However, that's not why I'm saying no to AirPods for younger kids. My reason is actually based on real science. According to the experts, the pediatric audiologists and other doctors that are that they end in ologists, they all specialize in the ears for kids. They say younger kids have tiny ears and eardrums and they aren't done growing yet. So shoving those earbuds, no matter what brand, into them can damage their eardrums for life. You see, earbuds, especially AirPods by Apple, can amplify the sound level by six to nine decibels, which is damaging for kids. Now, the second reason they should be off the list for younger kids is that they are too big for those tiny ears. Sticking AirPods into your kids' ears can actually break their eardrums, causing them to lose their hearing. Now, I'm not even gonna mention the frustration of having your eight-year-old lose a pair of $160 to $250 AirPods. Nope, won't go there. Now, if Apple were to come out with AirPods for kids, well, that might be a different story. But until then, I recommend skip the AirPods. And I'm not alone in this. All the experts across the country recommend over-the-ear headphones for younger kids. Let's talk about the other features that you should consider when it comes to your kids and headphones. Number one is volume. Limiting volume for kids is so important. Why? Because unlike those of us who may have blasted our music on a car radio or a boom box, kids today spend more time with headphones on than they do with them off. Before COVID-19, the average time kids were in headphones or earbuds was about four hours a day. Since March, kids have been averaging seven hours a day in some type of headphone. According to the American Medical Association, nearly one in five teens today are facing noise-induced hearing loss, which is losing their hearing due to wearing headphones or being around loud noise on a constant basis. 
that's a whole lot of kids losing their hearing and going deaf. Well, the experts say that noise exposure is like sun exposure, long enough and loud enough and you'll burn or lose your hearing. That's why they all recommend having headphones that reduce the volume. This feature is normally called volume limiting. Now, one way to see if your kid's headphones are too loud is sit next to your kid while he's wearing his headphones and talk to him. He should be able to hear you. And if not, it's either way too loud or he's messing around with you. Now, the other feature you need to look at, which number two, is the fit. You want to make sure that the headphones you get for your kids are lightweight and adjustable. You want them to feel comfortable on their ears and not weigh their head down. Durability should also be a factor because, I mean, let's face it, kids are, well, kids. They drop things, lose things, stretch things to their limits, and accidentally step on things. Ask me how I know that. Now, number three for features is deciding if you want wired or wireless. This is a matter of personal preference and knowing your kids. Wireless headphones give more flexibility as far as there are no wires to tangle, stretch and break, but they require you or someone to make sure they're paired and charged with whatever device that they're using and to keep those charging cables somewhere that you know where they are. Wired headphones means they can't roam around the house listening, they'll have to have the device close by. You also don't have to worry about charging or Bluetooth connections. Again, this is strictly a personal preference and depending on your kid's age. Now, before I give you a short list of kids' headphones, I just want to say that pediatric doctors say kids four and under should not use headphones. It damages their hearing. I know we've all seen those pictures and videos of babies with headphones on. Just know it's not safe. Unlike online review sites that get a kickback from providing you a list of recommended products, we do not. I'm providing these for your benefit and I recommend that you review the features before making a decision for your kids. This list is not in any particular order and the prices range from $10 to about $100. Here are eight pairs of headphones that you could check out. Puro Sound Labs. They make multiple headphones for kids from the Puro Quiet to the BT2200 and the Junior Jams. Then there's Buddy Phones that um, have foldable headphones, Sakar Hello Kitty, Leapfrog Headphones, Cozy Phones Kids Headphones. This is a soft stretch headband that has ultra thin speakers in them. Little Gadgets, and they also have multiple options. Kids Gear, wired headphones for kids, and of course, Amazon Basics, which has a volume-limited on-ear headphones for kids. Now, if you have an older teen that you want to gift with an awesome pair of headphones, I recommend asking them what they like because there are hundreds of brands out there and depending on what they're going to do with them, that will depend on what kind of headphones they want. A kid who plays a lot of online games isn't going to want the same headphones as the kid who primarily listens to music. And trust me, they will gladly give you this information. That wraps up another show. And until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week. 
Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.